This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Tiffany. It is only right that music is written to accompany every meaningful event in life. And in this week's Maestro Filipino, I'm joined by composer Nilo Alcala as we play for you two of his elegiac compositions. Back in December, our spotlight on his album with the Philippine magical singers Onomatopoeia revealed a composer who reveled in colors, layers, and patterns. But in the first work we'll hear, as Nilo said to me, he truly knew what it meant to write from the heart. The Samford a cappella choir under Philip Copeland performs I Am Here With You Always, and then we'll head to our interview.
I'm Here With You Always. It's a poem written by my late mom. We lost her to pancreatic cancer January of last year, 2021. Mm. A few days before she passed away, I saw this poem written in the inside cover of her journal. It's such a beautiful poem. And I know that when she wrote that, that she's dedicating it to me and my sisters and everyone who she cared for and mm -hmm. also cares for her. The poem goes, see me in each butterfly emerging from its cocoon. Hear me in the rustling of the falling leaves. Kiss me back with the soft breeze kisses you. Feel me when your heart beats in joy and sorrow. I am here with you always. It took me a while to go back to the poem after she died, about a few months after. I found the courage to set this into music. I know composing might help my own grieving. It might be part of the process that I was, would go through then. Setting the music was difficult in the sense that I couldn't go past four measures without crying. But the melody came to me easy. I sort of just imagined my mom singing this melody to me. It was sort of like dictation, but then the setting was challenging because of the emotional aspect. And also, you know, I had to craft it the way I thought would honor my mom. My mom would tell me, uh, I usually don't understand your works. Maybe in the future you could write something that's accessible. <laughs> so there was this debate inside me because I took care of my mom. She battled cancer for almost a year. Mm -hmm. I went home from the USA to the Philippines to take care of her mm -hmm. and I didn't write any music. So this was the first time I'm going to write a composition. I did a few arrangements here and there, but a composition, no. So I was like, am I going to write something cerebral or, you know, my, my usual stuff? Or is it something that should honor my mom? And I was like, it was more melodic and more accessible, at least for me. I think I told you in our previous interview, my mom is a, she was also a singer and also a songwriter. Imagining her singing was the impetus for this piece. Um, but in terms of technique, I chose simple stuff for this. Mm -hmm. The soprano singing a melody and the rest accompanies them. I still use this favorite device of mine where the melody is sung by everyone and then other sections of the choir retains one note of that melody. So there's a resultant chord or soundscape. Mm -hmm. This was premiered by a choir in Birmingham, Alabama, the Samford Acapella Choir. And whenever they perform this, there's somehow a serendipitous thing going on. Like when they perform this at a music conference, I think it's the Alabama Music Educators Association Conference. It was the first death anniversary of my mom when they performed it. And then they performed it again at the American Choral Directors Association. It was a regional conference. It was my birthday. It was February. Oh. It's like the Lord is saying, I can use anything to remind you of your mom's mm. love for you and my love for you as well. The next work is associated with your father, isn't it? Or there are yeah. some uh, connections and it is called Crossing the Bar. Tell me about that. I came across this poem actually when I was still in, I think in high school or elementary. I was already drawn to it. I wasn't a composer then, but I knew there was something special about the piece. Later on, I was already a member of the Philippine Madrigal Singers. I thought of composing the piece 
as a tribute to our founder, Mom Veneracion. Mm-hmm. But somehow I couldn't get past two measures. Something was holding me back. So I wrote something else for Mom OA, Mom Veneracion. That's how we call her. And then I let the poem sleep for like several years again. Then I had this residency at Egren Copeland's house in upstate New York. There was this certain feeling, something telling me it's time to write this. By this time, my dad had several strokes already. He had several health issues. Something's telling me this might be for your dad, but of course you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to admit that. Right. But then, okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to write this piece without dedicating it to anyone. <laughs> so it was premiered. And then, so my dad passed away 2019. It was New Year's Day, actually. After his cremation, we went back to where we had the wake. And you know those guest books? When I got the guest book, the poem Crossing the Bar was written at the back of that guest book. And it was a generic guest book, <laughs> I guess, provided by the funeral service. And I had goosebumps. But it's a good feeling telling me, you know, that composition was indeed for your father.
A setting of Alfred Lord Tennyson's Crossing the Bar by Nilo Alcala, as performed by C4, the choral composer Conductor Collective, with its soloists, soprano Artemis Poloni, and alto Maya Webner Behrman, under conductor Benjamin Aronson. Our parting piece this episode, though, is something more vibrant by Nilo Alcala, and here is his introduction to the rendition by the Pundakit Virtuosi. Dayo Dayo Kupita is originally a choral piece. Well, actually, it was an assignment, a choral writing assignment at UP. My teacher was national artist Ramon Santos. Mm. And I didn't know that he also had a setting of the poem Dayo Dayo Kupita. Had I known, I wouldn't have dared <laughs> submit that for, my, for that class. I got a perfect score, so I guess he liked it. <laughs> yeah, so that's originally a choral piece for the Philippine Magical Singers. Mm-hmm. We sang that in Tour France in 2006 and we won. But recently, I transcribed it for strings. Well, it was performed already by the Manila Symphony Junior Orchestra. They competed in, in Austria. It was part of their repertoire and they also won. And more recently, for the Arts Month, right. National Arts Month, the Pundakit Virtuosi under Coke Bolipata, they also performed that for our National Arts Month. Dai Dai Kupita is a, a Maranao poem. So I used layers of rhythms that are commonly found in the Maranao region. And Kulintang pieces as well, traditional Kulintang pieces. So I immersed myself in recordings of groups like the group of the late Danongan Kalanduyan. I also was studying Kulintang at the UP College of Music mm-hmm. um, under his brother and also another teacher. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was immersed in that soundscape.
the Pundakit Virtuosi, led by Coke Bolipata, and Nilo Akala's Dayo Dayo Kupita. Nilo has had no shortage of commissions, and although he has had to keep ongoing projects close to his chest, he has promised to share them with us and with you once they are ready. Keep up with Nilo through Facebook, his website, niloalcala.com, and here on DZFE. That's all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday, 4 in the afternoon, the following Monday at 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at noon. The shows are subsequently made available online on our SoundCloud channel and on Spotify, so please subscribe. I'm Tiffany. Thanks for listening.